Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Wildly Capable. I am your host, Leah Brecker, and here's where we will be diving in on all life matters from everything good, everything scary, and everything in between. So get ready as I share with you Super Vulnerability Hour, and I look forward to having you with me. My sweet, dear, wonderful friends, we are back. Thank you for waiting with me. Uh, I, I'm so appreciative. Um, I'd like to, to read something to you. I was hiding under my blanket. It was warm and safe. I could hide from the monsters hiding under my bed. I could be wrapped in comfort. Um, so as I'm recording this, we are in the midst of some really terrible injustices that are finally by everybody in the, in the United States and in the world are, are waking up to finally, finally. They're, they're, they, ugh, I have so many things, whatever. Anyway, the, that was a, a little poem I had written, um, and, and my blanket, right, could be a metaphor for anything. Take it for what you want. It's whatever it is that's going to comfort you, and being in the world right now, I just wanted to be comforted, and I thought it was warm and safe. And I could hide from the monsters hiding under my bed. And I could be wrapped in comfort. Until hiding under your blanket becomes too warm. It gets too hot. You have to take that blanket off. And for one moment, you might be a little uncomfortable. But you were uncomfortable before anyway. You just didn't know it because it was hiding. And then you will adjust to not having that blanket, not being wrapped in that comfort that you are used to. All right, before I dive into this episode, you know the drill, three things I am thankful for. I'll go first. I am thankful for a voice. I'm thankful, thankful for a microphone. And I'm thankful for change. And I've said that before in another podcast, um, and I, I've kind of always wondered why I like to change so much. And you guys know this is also a spiritual podcast. I give you scripture. I'll be giving you quite a few spiritual, Christian, religious, whatever references. A lot of it is straight from the Bible, and that's what I believe wholeheartedly. And God put that in me for a reason. And, and my God, is it not so obvious right now in this moment, right now, in this very moment. I'm an HSP and an empath. 
So an HSP is a highly sensitive person and an empath is someone who can feel someone else's feelings and can actually feel someone else's feelings more than they might. So for example, um, this happens to me a lot, but I was having a conversation with a coworker pre-COVID and she was explaining to me um, about her, her brother had passed away right before she, um, she had her, her child. And so she named her child after him and it was, um, it was sudden and it was really tragic and I just start crying. She's not crying. I start crying. So that's, that's an example. You feel that, you feel that. Um, so yeah. Uh, another thing I want to say before I dive in and, and I really want you to hear this. Whoever you are, wherever you are in the world, I need you to know that I love you. Just sit back and take in those words that I've spoken over and to you directly. I love you. I love you. I love you. It's all love. I love you. And I genuinely mean that. I'm like gripping my fist right now. I wish you guys could see me. I got to make a YouTube video. I love you. My version of being angry is being really quiet. I might be a little passionate, but I'm really going to be quiet. And my voice is going to go like this. This is me being angry. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm, this is a raw, straight from the heart, one-sided perspective podcast. And, and it's extra vulnerable and all those things. Um, I, this, this whole podcast is, is going to be about the injustices we're seeing in the world specifically that was really highlighted, um, from the death of Ahmaud Arbery and, and George Floyd. Those videos were horrific. Like I just... You guys know. You already know. Um, I remember I saw the video of Ahmad Arbery, and I happened to stumble upon the, the video on Instagram, and I was like, what is this? What is happening? And it's unrolling before my eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, it, like this this poor man, like this, this it, it, he just... The lake is hunted down. What well, going out for a job? Like taking care of your physical, mental health for a jog. He's just out doing his thing. And he gets hunted down. I watched it. That's what it was. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, or debates about any of it. And I've, I, I, 
I, I keep stumbling over my words because my mind is just the, the visuals and everything. Oh, my soul. And I scream cried. I was sitting at my desk in my office at my home and I scream cried. And I think I, the next thing I did was I dropped to my knees in prayer. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what you do. You go to God and you give him that. And you, you, you weep with everyone else who's weeping for this man who was murdered in the streets. Like, it, 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 there's so many things run through my mind. And you know that, that God has cried and he weeps with us. He weeped at the tomb of Lazarus before he rose him from the dead. Like, he weeps with you. I did not mean to get into that right away, but I did. <sighs> the next thing you need to do right now before you continue listening to this podcast, pause it, and you need to go on YouTube and watch Become the Bridge by Elevation Church. Like right now. Like right now is very, 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 very moment. It's... it. <sighs> It's so incredibly amazing. So I love Elevation Church. Pastor Stephen Furtick is anointed on another level. And so is Pastor John Gray. And he and Stephen sit down and they they just talk. And it is, it's, it's beautiful. I just, I want to just, Go and just sit and just with my head in my hands, with my eyes wide open, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I think the whole time I watched it, I barely breathed because I didn't want any noise or sound to interrupt or distract me. It was hanging on every word. Their conversation was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, and an excerpt from that that I love for people who are spiritual and religious. I, I hate using that term religious, but the people who go to church, whatever it is, um, or, or I, even in your organization, um, an excerpt is, if you celebrate diversity but ignore the disparity, that's hypocrisy. Guys, Jesus flipped tables over hypocrisy. Okay? Like... That's what he does. <sighs> so, I hope that was a little like, hey, go watch it right now. It's amazing and wonderful. You'll love it. Um, I just... I've been taking in a lot of information lately. A lot. I've always taken in a lot of information, but I mean even more so. Um, all of the injustices and the, the, the issues that are so deeply rooted in, in even the foundations of this country were never really brought and 
unto my attention. I, they were in little pieces here and there, but I'd see it and I'd go about or see it, maybe do a little bit of research and go about my day. But then I am so thankful I worked and was surrounded by amazing people at a place called Eastern University. So Eastern University, I've talked about them before. Um, they are a small Christian university in suburban Pennsylvania, and their slogan is faith, reason, and justice. Uh, some notable alumni are Brian Stevenson and Shane Claiborne. And if you don't know those names, go look up those names right now. Um, Brian Stevenson is this amazing lawyer and civil rights attorney and just he does incredible things and helps take people essentially innocent people off of death row he's incredible like it just floored I just I love him I love him I love him um I I I had the the opportunity to um see some of the work that he's been in, interviewed for, etc. Um, and there's a documentary called 13th. That's something else I highly recommend um, you guys watch if you have the time. Um, and, and I'm specifically talking to, like, my white friends and family who grew up in the same area as I did in suburban Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, like... I grew up in a very small, mainly white Mennonite community. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I uh, Eastern and documentaries and doing the things. <sighs> I didn't know who Brian Stevenson was before I went there. And then I knew all about him and he's an amazing human being and he does amazing, wonderful things. And he was in this documentary called 13th and you guys, like I said, need to, to go and, and watch that if you hadn't already. Um, I rewatched it last night and all these different facts and, and stories really came, came up and came back and it just... It broke my heart in a new way. And, and nobody cares about my heartbreaking. I get it. D like, seriously, Leah, no one cares how your white privilege feels. We care that black lives are being murdered. I get it. Duh. A absolutely. And, and I actually want to say that again. No one cares how your white privilege feels. We care that black lives are being murdered. Okay? Feelings are not fact. Someone losing their life is devastating. It's devastating. And being labeled something or, or just assumed or whatever because of the color of your skin is appalling. Like, what would Jesus do? He would reprimand every single one of us who have these like over... Covert, I don't, like, there's all these different words, like, biases, conscious, like, 
he is, he is angry with us. So angry. <sighs> Guys, I'm starting, I'm starting to get heated. I'm starting to get heated. I totally digress from what I wanted to say. This was going to be all like love and compassion and Jesus and here's everything from the Bible and da 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 But, you know, sometimes just God just, he gives me these little things and he's like, Leah, you got to say this and you got to say that. And just, just tell the truth. Just speak the freaking truth. And something else he's worked in me is this voice. Don't know where it came from. Don't know why it's like this. I, I, I don't get it. I love speaking to people. I love connecting with people. I love including people. I love change. I love all these things. So now is the time. I'm not afraid of confrontation. Some people try to avoid it at all costs. I'm like, no, listen, it's a part of life. You got to do it. Just because someone confronts you doesn't mean that they don't like you or they don't love you. I love you. That's why I confront you. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent again. I apologize. Um, there are some things I want to say here. Um, I was listening to, to a podcast by Trent Shelton. Um, he's an amazing athlete, motivator, speaker. He's on all social media platforms. I highly encourage you to check him out, obviously. You got this podcast. You probably know his podcast. I was listening to his most recent episode and it said, he said, you can't run from reality expecting to change reality. And isn't that kind of like what we do? We think, oh, we're just going to go and do, do our thing. Nope, it's blinders on. Here we go. Let's always fix our eyes on Jesus and you're forgetting you are the people with the people standing for and with the people and take, don't forget that there's people about you with Jesus, right? Jesus went with the people. He spoke out against the church and the religious leaders. So something I want to say to you guys right now, and it is so like the first thing you learn in VBS and you have like VBS stands for vacation Bible school. You have those little um, uh, bracelets and they say WWJD. What would Jesus do? Okay. Okay. What would Jesus do right now? Like, do we need to even have any more questions? Is it a debate about anything else? No, no. This issue, there is no debate. The fact that people are even getting offended and trying to like debate this whole Black Lives Matter thing is like bonkers. It blows my mind. And and I just think, have you lost all empathy and compassion? Like you probably weren't told or figured out for yourself like the correct history of the United States. Like this is bonkers. Um, I'm sure you guys might have seen on my Instagram post and or Facebook. Um, I posted something and it was just a picture and it just said Black Lives Matter. And I put period because that's it. That's it. That's it. 
we're not going to say anymore. I'm, I'm, or I'm not going to say anymore. I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to like, period. Like, just stop. Just take like, black lives matter. Period. And if someone needs to debate that, guys, I just say, hold a mirror up to yourself. Like, what is going on? I'm fortunate I've had, you know, I, I try to be emotionally intelligent and aware where I'm like, oh, why is this coming up for me? Why is that coming up for me? So I've been doing this for a long time, but I'm also realizing too that uh, especially for a lot of men, like going to therapy and seeking out these different tools and, and resources to do some self-awareness and to do some some inner work is like was kind of frowned upon up until about 10 years ago right so now we have to shine a mirror on ourselves for real for real everyone's everyone has to shine a mirror on themselves right now and just say what's going on in here we have to connect to god so we can have the confidence to show a mirror to ourselves so we can then connect back to each other. Did you hear me? We have to connect to God so we can get the confidence so we can show a mirror to ourselves because we are not confident on our own unless it's in him. Once we show that mirror on ourselves, we look at all those dirty, rotten pieces and we come out of that. We get over guilt and shame and we just say, look, here's what it is. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to change this. And when we do that, we are then able to better go out and connect with other people to say, yeah, I've been there. I've thought that or did this or whatever it is. And we can connect back to each other. Okay. I saw a photo from the protest in Greensboro, North Carolina, one of the protests. <clears throat> in the photo, uh, a woman is holding a sign that read, will it end or should I save this sign for my children to protest with? If that doesn't hate your soul on so many different levels like first of all they're asking a question will it end like hey this needs to end or should i save this sign for my children to protest with and in my mind that's unacceptable this stops now this stops with us we're going to go and examine and get over our freaking white fragility, shame, guilt. Like, we got to get over ourselves. Because it's not about us. It's about how they're being treated. I, uh, I was watching a sermon from Pastor Michael Todd. And uh, he mentioned Revelation 7-9. Also, did you know that the book of Revelation is my favorite? It is like the craziest sci-fi fantasy novel ever written, only 
I believe it's going to be true. I, I don't know if we're in it. Maybe, maybe not. I don't have that gifting. God has not given me the spiritual gifting of prophecy or prophetic word or dreams or anything. I don't, I don't know my spiritual gifting, to be honest. Maybe I need to ask God for that. Um, anyway, even if you aren't a Christian, go read the book of Revelation. It will blow your mind. So, Revelation 7, 9 reads, After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, every tribe, every people, and every language. Every, every people, language, tribe, and nation. So the book of Revelation is the very last book of the entire Bible. Old New Testament, the very last is Revelation, and it's talking about the second coming of Christ. And so there, before God, is all people, all languages, all tribes, all nations. Too many to count. How beautiful. How beautiful. God created that, and he created it for a reason. Because God is diverse. Because God loves diversity. God loves things not being exactly alike. That's what God does. God is diverse. God is love. We have to make it on earth as it is in heaven. I totally forget what scripture that is, but I know it's in there. Something about on earth as it is in heaven. Guys, we got to make this on earth because it's already like that in heaven. Guys, we got to fight for justice on earth because it's already just in heaven. We got to love here on earth every single person because God already does. We have to love every single language. We have to love every single everything. Even if you think something in their culture is weird because you don't understand it, guess what? God loves it. So, I, uh, I want to read to you Isaiah 59, 14 to 15. And this might sound familiar to some of you um, because this is right before you go and you put on the body armor, the helmet of salvation, um, the robe of vengeance, Cloak of passion, right? This all, this is all in there. It's right before that. And it says, Isaiah 59, 14 to 15. Our courts oppose the righteous and justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. Guys, the Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no 
justice. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. God wants us to be just. He wants us to be fair and just. Um, I'm, I have an actual physical Bible here. So if you guys hear things, it's because I'm physically turning and I got lots of notes and stickies and pages um, and, and, and all that um, goodness in here. Lots of highlights and, and everything. It's great, but it shows, man, I am a I'm a broken person and it shows how much I need Jesus. Okay. So, so that just states the Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. That was in Isaiah. And then we're going to go to quite a few books later in Romans, right? Here we are. Romans 3, 26. Yep. Romans 3, 26. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just. And he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Guys, God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just. That's what he does. That's what he does. So I ask you, if we're supposed to be more like Jesus, who is the Son of God, we need to be fair and just. It's specific, God tells us, to speak out against injustices. He, he tells us we have to do that. And we should, because it is good. To call out injustices and to seek justice. I uh, was at a protest today. And I was listening to all these brave, courageous, tired scratchy voiced people come on stage and and they're tired and their voices are scratching because they've been to multiple protests and they are doing this hard but needed work and it it anyway one of the uh young women was sharing her story about how She's had a conversation with her parents that when you go to a store, you always ask for a receipt. This might, this, you guys might not think twice about this, right? I, I know I didn't think twice about this until, again, when I started working at Eastern was when all of this was really highlighted to me. And, and so I kind of knew about some things, but not you know, everything, obviously, because stories are so powerful and we have to keep sharing stories. We have to keep the stories going because that's what's going to change people's hearts, the relationships and those stories. Anyway, so she talked about how her parents told her, you always ask for a receipt and you always ask for a bag, even if it's a pack of gum. 
And my God, does that not break my heart? My God, does that not stem 50 questions in my mind of where did we go wrong? I, her parents shouldn't have to have that conversation with her. But they have to. So how can I change it? How can I, I help with policy reform? Because that's where this starts, right? We, once we shine that mirror on ourselves, or even when we do, we got to do the work too to actually do policies reform. We got to do the heart work. We got to do the community work. We got to do all the work. And so to my white friends and family who are listening, how many times have you left a store and said, nope, I don't need a receipt. Thank you. Save the trees, right? Oh, save the trees. I don't need a receipt. Yeah. That's called white privilege. So for those people who don't believe in it, I don't know how to make it any more clear to you than that. Have you been able to walk out of a store without asking for a receipt? That's white privilege. Have you been able to... I don't know. There's there's so many different examples of it. There's so many different examples. And and so I just implore you guys all, like, look this all up. Watch the documentaries. Read the, the books. Listen to the stories, man. Like, just listen to these people. That's what, like... Everyone wants to be listened, loved, seen, heard, and then we're going to make change. We're going to take action and we're going to make change because that's what we have to do. I am asking us all to action. So I went to the park the other day and it was sunny and gorgeous and people were having their picnics and biking and running and fishing and and doing all the things. And I stopped for just a moment and I looked over the lake and I blacked out everything else around me and I just soaked up the sight of the water and the trees and the perfectly blue sky with marshmallow clouds. It was a beautiful, perfect day. And I thought to myself for a moment, this, this. If everyone stopped for one moment just to look at the beauty God put before them and in them, maybe it would soften their hearts. So I have a question for you. What would it look like if we stopped looking for things to divide us and instead started looking for things to unite us? What if we stopped and got out of our heads and put ourselves in someone else's shoes? Would you show up differently? I sure hope so. (sighs) 
I feel like I have so much more to say, but you don't need to hear my voice. Like I just said, you need to hear everyone else's voices. You need to see how this country was actually built. You need to see the different things in place. You need to know that for-profit prisons started after the Civil War. Why is that? Isn't that weird that we have for-profit prisons? I feel like that doesn't make sense. Does that not bother you? Bothers me. Yeah. Go and dig deeper. And when you're presented with new information, like, oh, there's such thing as for-profit prisons? Maybe ask more questions like, when did they start? How do they operate? Uh, this, This is what you do. This is how we show up for each other. We educate ourselves. We have those, those conversations, those uncomfortable, those hard conversations. And, and if someone is racist, just say peace on out. Just, just go. Just bye. Just bye. And that can be hard. I talked to someone the other day and they said, you know, I just lost my cousin. No, they didn't die. They're just racist. Like, I, I just... Hate has no home here. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't make sense. That's, that's not God. So why are you defending? What are, what are you, like, if you have issues with someone saying black lives matter, but you don't have someone, but you don't have an issue saying blue lives matter, then really what you don't like is the word black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I said it. I saw it. I saw it on a meme, but I just said it. Because I think reading it and then someone saying it and you're hearing it in your head, good, read it. We're getting it in one way. We're seeing it. We're hearing it. We're remembering it more. So take in more info. Read the things. Watch the things. Listen. right? Ears and hearts wide open. We can do this, guys. We can so do this. We can make change. All of these these issues that are so deep-rooted in the systems and the different foundations of this country, we can pull things out bit by bit and get rid of it. Let's let's start weeding out the system. Let's start pulling the different things out. We can do it. We can make this change because we are wildly capable to do this. We are. Don't even get, like, everyone's on this whole thing about the the police brutality and, and I yeah yeah it's a thing like that's just the surface though like we haven't even talked about education healthcare. like it that's what I'm trying to say is it's in the systems all woven together so we got to start weeding it out start weeding it out weeding it through we can do this we can absolutely do this
All right, everybody. I, uh, I thank you for listening to me for these past 40 minutes. Oh, my Lanta. Thank you all. Thank you all for, for being here and for showing up. And here's your reminder that you are wildly capable.